Hello and welcome to a brand new Arsenal podcast in the clock end with myself, Steve, and my fabulous co-host, Calvin, from the Arse. How are you doing, mate? You okay? Yeah, not too bad, Steve. Not too bad at all, thanks, all things considered. I think if we look at 2020 and the Arsenal, um, yeah, we could it's be feeling of, very different about things, right? It, it sort of goes hand in hand, doesn't it? <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, it does. It does. Uh, listener, we are recording this on Thursday, the 17th of December, uh, the day after Arsenal faced the mighty Southampton. Um, we'll come on to that. We'll come on to that in a bit. Um, talking twenty uh, twenty. Are you ready for? Are you ready for Christmas everything now? Um, yeah, I think as as much as you can be, Steve. Um, you know, it's been one of those those years really where it's hard to to plan your life, right? You're kind of just having to roll with the punches a little bit. Um, but look, yeah, you know, I'm going to be spending a bit of time with uh, you know the fiance and obviously some family doing the usual Christmas shenanigans. But what are you doing yourself? Have you got any any plans yourself? I think every, everything um, but watch the football. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed we our Boxing Day uh, game this year is Chelsea at home. So yeah, we can all look forward to that. I'm sure. It's going to be one of those, isn't it? it you know, it, that said, you know, it's so, it's so unpredictable now. Um, mm. You know, you wouldn't be expected if we went. I think it's Stamford Bridge, isn't it? That we'd go there and win. So, um, no, I think we're we're home. Are we not to, to Chelsea? I think so. I'm not 100 percent sure. I've literally just got like blinkers on. I'm looking like one game ahead at the moment. Yeah, we're home. Home to Chelsea. Home to Chelsea. Ah, okay, I'm not looking that far ahead. I just, I'm just taking it one, get one week at a time, one match at a time. I don't. Yeah, that's probably for the best. Probably not looking best. at your fixtures. You sort of start thinking, oh no, what you know, where, where are we going? Where, where are we going to get some points from? Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, unfortunately, I do know what you mean, and it's it's kind of been like that for a, for a few months. It feels like at this stage, um, but that's just been the the nature of the beast watching Arsenal uh, this season. It's been it's been tough, very tough. It's it's been quite weird because in some ways it's been great because like I've been sort of not been working so in some respects like I've been able to watch every game on telly, which is fantastic because usually you mm. know life gets in the way and you, you can't always watch every week, mm. but it's just been so dire. <laughs> it's just been, you, here's, it's, a, here's a question for you though because obviously you know before we get onto all the you know the football stuff of the last couple of games that we're going to cover on the pod, um, you know how have you found like because obviously when lockdown kicked in it was really tough right you know all the sport was taken away from you. There wasn't a lot of entertainment. And look, I was delighted when football came back, like most, right? Having the entertainment at the weekend was, you know, fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. But over time, I started to find it really hard to watch, especially not just Arsenal, it's not hard to watch Arsenal games, right? But I found it really hard to watch neutral games as well, which I would have done a lot more of um, when there's a crowd present. And I don't know why that is, but... How have you found it yourself? Have you have you been watching many neutral games as well? Have you found the experience watching Arsenal a bit odd, obviously for obvious reasons, but a bit just odd in general? You know what? I, I remember the the Man City game um, hmm. when we came back. First, and, yeah, and, the first game back. Yeah, it was, it was before us. It was Villa, Sheffield United, and um, yeah. me and me and the missus were watching it. We were really excited. Football's back, and it was just such yeah. a nil nil game. And it was that goal where uh, Sheffield United scored, and it hmm. and the goal on technology didn't work. Oh yeah, across the line, but it didn't ding for whatever. Yeah, and then we lost. Was it three 0 to City? And David, David Luiz got sent off. Was it? I think it was three 0 It seems like a lifetime ago. Last it year. does feel like a long time ago. Yeah, um, even though this year has somehow gone really quick. Yeah, and um, we obviously got injury really early in that game as well. You're well, right, was, David Luiz. Who was injured? Was it Cedric? No, it was uh, Pablo Marie. That's it. Yeah, Pablo Marie. And I forget. You know, I honestly forget he plays for us. 
<laughs> because it just never really, you know, he joined in the in in the in the, in the uh, January, and then we never really saw him. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's been weird, and you know, watching it without the fans, it's it's just so soulless. And I think because yes. you, you haven't got that crowd in there, there's nothing for the players to get up for. Like, like you're watching the Manchester derby uh, on the weekend, mm. and it's just like, is it a derby? Because they just don't care. It's such a, it's so flat without the very fans. dull. Yeah, it's really, really dull. And I think the longer the t- as times pass without fans, and obviously I think over the last couple of weeks we've seen, you know, I know it's only been here, here and there and it's only 2,000 supporters, right? But it does make a, a massive difference. Um, I, think, I think you take it for granted, don't you? Um, I mean, listen, I watched the Liverpool game last night and I think having those 2,000 fans in the cup, you know, making a bit mm-hmm. of atmosphere and it just makes it so much more enjoyable and um, much more of a spectacle. But it is, you know, it's kind of answered that 12-man query for me because I've always wondered, you know, how, I think we all did as well. Because um, it's something we just always, you know, it's been normal for us to go to football or watch football and there's crowds, right? This is the first time anyone's experienced at that, that level. You know, you've seen the odd game played behind closed doors, right? Um, but to have no supporters, full stop, it's really opened my eyes to be like the 12-man's a thing because I think, I, I can't remember what game I was watching there you know, it's definitely within the last week, you know, someone put in a cracking challenge and then you've got that roar from the crowd and just that, just that sense of urgency that you get or that belief from the crowd behind you, you know, you put in that challenge and you get that roar. Yeah. I I don't think it even comes down to like necessarily having a good atmosphere. Like, you know, the Emirates isn't, isn't the greatest, you know, we're not, Arsenal fans aren't the loudest of fans, (laughs) Um, which, you know, which is a shame. I think, you know, away from home, we have, we have you know a bit of a, of a, of a good following but mm. you know just like you said like just the sort of the reaction you need that and that roar and that kind of that kind of that crowd of you know, people seeing, you know, shouting come on come on let's go let's move and it's, it's yeah. real-time feedback Steve. yeah absolutely and you, real-time feedback without that you know it's just so i mean that said the 2000 fans on the weekend um they look miserable <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean look you have to win a ballot to get Getting to uh-huh. that game, um, but look at the same time, you know, you touched on, you know, us not having a great atmosphere at the Emirates. Look, you know, I've been there when for the big games, and there can be a cracking atmosphere. But then you can go to, you know, some of the, well, I say this mid-table, bottom of the league kind of games, which we're fully involved in now. But yeah. over the years, you know, the atmosphere wasn't that great if the game in front of you oh. wasn't great, right? Um, I've been to Anfield. Uh, mm-hmm. When it's just been like when they've been struggling uh, back in my memory, like been a couple of times, and you know it's not always been that great there. And people talk about the famous Liverpool atmosphere; it doesn't exist. You know, you're only you're, your fans are only as good as a team. I think. Um, you know. I, yeah, you're right. The team on the day is what really springs to mind. It's what you know. You react to what's in front of you. I, I was at um, the Barcelona game when we beat them two one, and that was unbelievable. Like one of the the loudest nights. It was just. And I was in yeah. the pocket. Was this? Un- it was. It was. It was. I can imagine. Unfortunately, unfortunately for me, I wasn't at that game. However, I went to the second leg. I was. At, I was at the second leg as well. <laughs> and it was the vampire. We should have had some paella together. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should have. You know what? I remember uh, being kept in the. We kept. We got kept in the ground, didn't we? For about half an hour, and the police escorted us out, and we were all singing like the Star Wars theme tune. You know, like dun, dun, dun. yeah, because yeah, the, the police when you go abroad are a different, a different Rockman. animal altogether. Yeah, that's standard procedure for the European games when you're away. Um, you know, your fans get locked in the ground to avoid troubles. Um, I, and it I happened. Mean, they're parking the wrong street with us, aren't they? 
yeah, you're not, well, you're not going to get much trouble. Uh, with most modern day supporters in this day and age, it's such a small minority now. Um, so, yeah, I think, look, that's, that's history carrying itself forward and just police being generally worried about Brits abroad, which is fair enough, <laughs> right? No, you can't. I mean, no, you can't. Was, yeah, I mean, it, I think it's added to the terrible night of losing 3-1. It was like, oh, you know, you can't be asked for this as well. Like, let's want to go out and this is just ridiculous. Yeah, it was one of those, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, look, we're going back into the history books. Yeah, right there, back. But... Starting to, we, we are literally turning to Liverpool Football Club. <laughs> Yes. Do you remember yes, the I'm glory sure. old days? No, no one. But to be fair, if if you could turn around to me, if you could turn around to me in you know ten fifteen years, and we have continued on the Liverpool path, I think we'll all be bloody happy with that, right? Um, oh yeah. Know, winning a Champions I mean, League, UEFA Cup. I'll take that. Thanks. I'll take UEFA Cup. But the thing is, the UEFA Cup is it's such, it's it's, it's, it's so frowned upon now. Um, which when I grew up in football, like the two thousands, it was all sort of you know big trophy. Whereas, you know, since the name change, it's like, oh, you know. The yeah, change. since the name change, and I just think it's, it's just over time, people's perception of certain trophies have changed, right? Because, you know, winning the FA Cup, that's not as glorified as it once was, no. unfortunately. Um, Which is a shame, because really, you yeah. know, for most clubs, apart from the Premier League and Champions League, what is there? Like... I, I always get grief for my friends when I, you know, talk about the FA Cup. You know, obviously, I think I think we might have won it recently. Um, Did we? <laughs> and people always go, oh, "It's the FA Cup, shut up!" And I think, well, you know, it's a great trophy. You know, City, City won a League Cup last season. Chelsea, and Man United didn't win anything. So, mm. it, it, yeah, you take silverware, don't you? Absolutely. Think... Like it's the whole point. It's the whole point of the game. Like if if people aren't celebrating, then what's the whole point? Exactly right. I think that's, and I, I understand. The thing is, though, it's kind of one of those where you can sit on the fence quite easily, I find, because I think the problem that we have as a fan base is we're sick of papering over the cracks, right? And we can touch on that in, you know, in, in more depth, but it's just a case of winning the FA Cup for us. If you look at our last two wins of the FA Cup, it was Arsene Wenger, if I'm right. No, was I correct in saying, yeah, Arsene Wenger won the last FA Cup, and it was his last trophy. Charity, wasn't it? Yeah, Chelsea again, and everybody said he should have walked after that. Yeah, no, I agree. And I like, you know, you is it as a fan base we can see it, but is it the you know the board, uh, the executive level that are kind of going, well, if you, you know we're winning trophies, then it's that can't be the end of the world. Is that kind of what happened to Arteta? Maybe, and, <laughs> and I don't, I don't mean it in the same kind of. You know, light is how we looked at it because, you know, the Wenger situation was incredibly different. He'd been there a very long time. Imagine if he'd have left after that. I'll tell you, it was like, I've, I've, done six, I've done five months, won your trophy. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> never I'm, off, I'm, back, I'm off back to City. <laughs> but what I think we've spoken about this, you know, not on, on any podcast, obviously, before, but it was a case of you look at how the two clubs reacted after. And I know, look, we can... Chelsea have the riches that they've had since, you know, 2003-04, I think it was, when Abramovich took over. So they've got a very different backing to what we have. But if you look at how the two clubs went in the transfer market, they went and addressed all the issues which were obvious to us in that final. And we just did what we usually do. We did bits, but not enough. And that's been the frustration for our fan base for far too long, I think. You know what, yeah, I, I can go back like 2007, 2008, looking at our team and thinking like we were always, we always have such good teams and we were always like, only like one or two players away from being like the best team, you know. You know, it was like yeah, we had that... years, we, we, couldn't, we couldn't hold down a good goalkeeper. We had like Manuel Munier in goal for years. Yeah. 
can cost us so much. I mean, you look back and think, you know, maybe we had a better centre back in there and a better goalie. You know, we got our midfield and attack. We didn't, we didn't, yeah, we could win leagues, but it was it was a typical <laughs> Arsenal, wasn't it? You know, we, we yeah, it was always two two players too short. Yeah. Um, to go and, and challenge, you know, but it's season, we'd always fall apart in like March, February, March, and then we'd wow. have a good win at the end of the season, finish top four, and, and that would be it for every year. And you know, it, it's funny how we see it mocked for being you know the top four trophy hunters, but now it's sort of like you know, everyone's sort of become that. You know, Man United fans last season were saying, you know, they would they'd rather have the FA, um, sorry, they'd rather win, uh, they'd rather qualify for the Champions League over winning the FA Cup. And I'm like, well, how, you know did that was, how, did that, how did that work out for you guys? You know? Well, this kind of <laughs> touches back on what I was saying just now. You know, the glory of the FA Cup's lost a little bit. And I'd love to know, you know, I'll even ask you, Steve, yourself, like, last season, would you have preferred to finish in the top four or win the FA Cup? FA Cup every time. FA Cup, absolutely. I, you know, listen, I, I love the trophy. Uh, it was a great, mm. I remember watching it. It was, I was, I was watching the pub with the missus and it was fantastic. It was, and I was mm. buzzing, you know, and that, you know that kind of I was well, top of the world for for I'm you know, even now I look back from you know what what a, what a great uh, great 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 game it was and a great moment that Bamian goal and, and the players mm. celebrating and seeing us in the change rooms when they're all jumping yeah. around it was it's magic and that's that's there for life now you know that will, is. regardless of what happens this season we we will all look back on that on that victory you know twenty twenty yeah as a highlight yeah, <laughs> really but no definitely and you know you know people don't remember the teams who finished second, third or fourth, people don't remember the losers. You know, the history, no, history, absolutely history, not. History could, and, by winners and listen, you true. know, we, we may be going through a difficult time, but you know, we, we still won what, four FA Cups in, when we, when, what year was Hull? Was it 2014? It's going back a few years at this stage. But yeah. you know, you think, say, let's say like 10 years, we won four, four major honours, you know, it may not be the league or the Champions League, but you look at those, you know, that team down the road, yeah, Louis. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we look at the team down the road. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't like to look down there too too often lately. That's for sure. Last last night was um, I've never celebrated. It's good, right? I, I again, I've said it to you before. I'm fully supporting, not supporting, but backing every team. Yeah, you know, like you know what? It's, it's, to, it's to really depressing. The it's really yeah. depressing that 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 is our situation. Um, you know, we're Arsenal Football Club and we're here for, you know, going, oh, come on, Liverpool. But, mm. you know, you've you got all between a rock and a hard place. What are you going to do? <laughs> we're not going to, we're not going to be up there, you know, our, our, in an ideal not world, we, we want to be up there competing. It's not going to happen. Not many times, soon. not with the squad we've got right now. But what I was going to say, though, just back to that FA Cup point, you know, would you rather win it or would you rather, you know, finish top four? For me last year, I would have, if you gave me the choice, I would have preferred top four. And don't get me wrong, win yeah, winning the trophy is great. And I still love it. And, you know, watching the boys lift my drop the trophy was, was great. Oh, right? But That was terrible. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. You, you could see it coming. You could see the poor bloke's never lifted the trophy <laughs> in his life. You just but, scream at the telly. Someone just tell him. <laughs> you don't need the bottom bit. Yeah, you don't need the bottom. But what I'm saying is it was, for me, it was more of a long-term kind of vision of what, look at it. You're in the Champions League. What does there's two things that does for you as a club straight away. One gives you more money to start, and two, it makes you more attractive to the talent you're trying to get in. And for the problem that we've had is not being in the Champions League and chasing the Champions League. It's led to the incredibly poor spending and short term, a short term vision of overspending on wages and poor talent, trying to get yourself back into the Champions League. Um, it's just backfiring a little bit, to be honest with you. I just think 
if I could rewind, I would love to just have Champions League football, not to be in it because let's be realistic, we're not going to win it. We never won it. We only got close once uh, and we had some good teams in that 20, 20 odd year spell that we were in it. Are you, are you it, saying for more like a, you know, for the profile of the club, you know, we need to get back into that position of, you know, like you said, not winning it, but we're in there. To be honest, it was mainly for me, it would have been down to the monetary aspect. That's what it really boiled down to. And yes, I don't think it would have really brought our reputation back up to the elite level just yet, because that's going to take time because we have literally, if you think how long we've been playing poorly, a couple of years, two or three years, really at this point, if not a little bit longer. Um, and it's just progressively got worse over that time. It was a case of let's rebuild with this champions league money, but the, it's, it's easy for me to say that now, but I can't help but also, you know, also automatically think, how are we going to spend that money? Because if you look at how we spent that money recently, it's been terrible. I saw a stat the other day since 2018. We're like, I think, second to Man United to have spent the most money. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's just, I think, I'm assuming that's just in England. I don't know. I saw it on Twitter, but you, know, you can't, you, you, talk, you talk about you know, the money it brings. We've got money, you know. Arsenal, probably one of the richest clubs, not just in Europe, but in the world, surely. You know, Stan Kronkeng, or every, I can't even pronounce his name. Yeah, he's not sure. He's not sure of a, a few penny or two. So no, it's absolutely the not. money is not an issue. It's just you know, no. um, we've got the money. Um, we just spend it. We just spend it very, very. Uh, um, I think it's. I think you're kind of right in what you're saying. I think we had money. I don't think we've got much now, obviously, because of the COVID uh, impact, which is just hampering everybody. Yeah. But I think if you look back at some of our signings where we have spent quite large money. I just think we've had money. Anybody would be able to tell you we've just spent really, really badly and we don't sell well enough. Um, yeah, no, we sell, yeah, so, yeah, we don't sell well at all. And, you know, we've had a really bad year for like PR. You think like when COVID happened, mm. they, they sort of tried to get the players to take a wage cut and then certain players came out refusing it. Mm. Um, and then there was sort of, you know, the ongoing issues of Urzel and then like the Goodasaurus. Like from a PR yeah. standpoint, it's just been... I mean, look, to be honest with you, we... Nails across the dartboard. Um, yeah. Dartboard. Uh, nails across the chalkboard. Um, it's just been awful. And it's like every, every week you sort of just kind of, you're waiting for something new to come up and it's like, oh God, what's, what's, what's happened now? <laughs> you know yeah, with I mean? the Ozil one, yeah. It's kind of one of those where you're just... It's just frustrating to keep watching it over and over again. It's like the shittest drama series you've ever watched in your life. Uh, and as an Arsenal fan, you know, proud of the club and all that sort of stuff. I just think the whole situation's been handled. Very messy, isn't it? Especially when he's on Twitter for games going, yeah, Gunners, yeah, like we're going to win today. It's like... So he's, he's blogging like the rest of us now, but he's getting paid 350 grand a week to do it. Um, and to be honest with you, I'm sure, you know, like me, you still follow him on, on social and the blog's more interested in... Uh, promoting his yeah fashion ranges which look again what else has he got to do yeah yeah it's it's a weird system i think you know most arms fans like don't like him but you sort of he's sort of more he has he has a bigger fan base than just arms fans though and they are so they're very like you know you see him on twitter and instagram they're so militant you know Mm. and it's like but i don't don't think that's a fair reflection of most arms fans i think most arms fans like you know what he is good enough for the squad, you know. And that, yeah, key word there though is squad. Yeah, right? it's not you're not saying starting eleven because. It, and what I mean by that is, we you can't deny on his day, and I say that you know inverted commas on his day, he, he can be a phenomenal player, and 
when you look at week in, week out, we can't, you know, unlock a, a low block defense. Um, and we've got basically zero creativity um, in our team, unfortunately, at the minute. It's hard not to think, yeah. why is he not on the bench? But even for 20 minutes. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, I remember last season when he made a few appearances and everyone has said, oh, he's, you know, he's ghosting us again. He just doesn't do anything. And mm. people have short-term memories with that, with that sort of thing. I think mm. he should be in the squad and it would be nice to have yes. him as an option. But yep. is he going to move mountains? I don't think so. I don't, you know, no. he's not the answer. You know, we, we were creating chances last season and scoring goals without him in the team. Yep. You know, I don't think it, it's as black and white as needing the creative midfielder. I think the whole system, um, mm. which, you know, we'll, 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 which we'll come on to in a minute when we talk about Burnley, you know, the whole yeah. sort of uh, ethos, you could say, of our approach is, is wrong. Yeah, and it is. And again, it's really easy to say with hindsight when we're looking back at performances. But because we lack that creativity in the middle, um, and whether that's the, the setup which Arteta is drilling into this team, who knows? Um, again, it's really hard to judge because we know that crop of players he's got to work with, bar the couple of additions he's put him himself yeah, it's it's not it's not a great crop of players, right? That's our that is our Achilles here as a club right now is the fact that we do have a, a very big squad, by the way, um, yeah. and a lot of it's not very good, and that's being no. pretty polite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we'll put it mildly, pretty yeah. not um, So, with that in mind, let's um, let's dig into the Burnley game, shall we? Uh, let's get into the Burnley game. Um, mm. So. We talked about we talked to Brad before the game about the, the lineup, um, and you know what it was, it was it was a typical but you know Osser eleven. I think it was the same eleven that went to Tottenham. Um, yeah, it was the same, uh, the exact same starting eleven, um, which started against Tottenham. And I think that's what that pissed me off. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, you know we spoke about it in the weekend, and we we said it's going to be the same eleven. You know, yeah, it, it's not. It, uh, it's got. We, yeah, there's certain players in our team: Willian, Lac- and Lacazette, uh, Bellerin, yeah, Jacker. Yeah, they like they all get a free pass week in week out. You know, regardless of performance, they get a free pass in the team, and yeah, it, it's so frustrating, especially when you know he, he kind of, he, you know, he comes out and he says, you know, you've got to be, you know, I rent, you know, you've got to be on board or you're out the out the door and the non-negotiable you know. side of it. Yeah, that's it. That's you know, and he talks big. He talks big game. Well, you know what, mate, you need to be consistent with that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's like I read like you know Edu this week came out and said, oh, Willian's going to take time, and Ian Wright sort of you know criticised him saying he's been in the Premier League for how many years now? Eight, eight nine years. Yeah, yeah. this guy knows the league. He's not new to the Premier League. It's not no. acceptable. No, Get your not. shit together, mate. Start putting performances in. Start, you know, not good enough. Um, that's that's the thing for me. I think you're absolutely spy. It's just, and again, as a, I just think it's a, an English mentality, right? We we can accept defeat if you've put in the effort. Yeah, and unfortunately, absolutely. watching William all season, to be honest with you, has just been abysmal. And it's funny because you know, first game of the season, obviously, we're all excited to have the lead back, especially because we've beaten you know, City in the FA Cup, Chelsea in the final. We beat Liverpool in the league towards the end of last season. But let's be honest, they were on the beach. They didn't really care. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then we did. And actually, do you know what? This kind of annoyed me. We kept banging on as a club that we beat Liverpool twice. And look, I may be a, a little bit cynical sometimes, but I'm also quite realistic. I'm a bit of a realist when it comes to looking at my club. I don't like this biased approach. It's, we didn't beat Liverpool twice. No. Technically, no. technically we drew. 
I agree. Honest. Come on. Um, the league game was was a just a very dull, painful game where we popped the bus for ninety minutes and and you know, nicked two goals. Two. And, and the league, the but, you know, they were just on the they they it was such a nothing game. It was it's more pre season yeah, friendly, wasn't it? And it was it it nice to win, but yes, it's nice to win and it's good to keep morale. But let's not get carried carried away. I think that's you know the issue with sort of social media, you know, and a lot of football fans who. Just, just poorly educated, and just sort of take everything at face value and go, "Oh yeah, we're fantastic. We've beat you twice." And it's like, "Well, we're okay. back. We're back." No, we're not. Um, but yeah, yeah. So with the liner, you know, it was expected. Um, and you know, like, like I often say on Instagram, you know, insanity is, is is trying the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And once again, it was a very sort of typical Arsenal performance. Um, yeah, no, it was unfortunately. Um, and it's funny because I think. If you look back at last season, I think there was a lot of performances where, like, for example, if you weren't watching the game, Steve, right, um, that Burnley game, and you didn't see it, and you sent me a text going, what did you make of the game? You know, can you give me a quick feedback? I could quite easily go, just think of any of the last 11, 10 games we've had this season, and just, that, that's the same. It's, it's been the same thing over and over and over again. Really poor on the ball, not progressing yeah. the ball fast enough, not creating chances, severe lack of midfield, full stop. It's a bit it's sort of just like you know, one big game rolled into one, isn't it? It's just like you know, it's like you, it's someone press pause and press play again on this on this game because it's literally just especially as it's always been like in, in an empty Emirates as well, and it's always mm. been those like I hate those Sunday evening kickoffs. Oh, I think we, the, I think the players do as well, I think the players hate them as well a crap time and then you know yeah finishes late and then you've got work on monday you're like oh great ruin my weekend thanks arsenal yeah, <laughs> the last possible moment as if sunday evenings aren't bad enough when you dread monday morning and arsenal just come up and go well lads let's uh, <laughs> let's let's put you down in the gutter a little bit <laughs> you know i thought you know with the burnley game i mean i don't think we played ter- burnley aren't a great side at all you know, we, we, we oh. controlled the game quite well and i always felt a nil nil you know, could we nick a goal? Could we win the game? And and I think really until the sending off, I think we were quite in control. And I don't think Burnley would have won the game. No, I don't think so. It's and look, it's really easy to say that. Do we? Do I think the sending off influenced the result? It's quite possible, right? You can't say definitively if it did or didn't. But that first half against Burnley, you made like a lot of our first halves. I say a lot of our performances in general. When I think about it, you could put them in the bin and just say. I don't ever want to look at that ever again. But there was that period, though, after the second half, and that's like yesterday's game as well, where you kind yeah. of you kind of came out with a bit of a bit of them. Obviously, Arteta's gone through the players. I hope he has anyway. Um, and we looked to be turning the screw a little bit. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because um, because Lacazette had a good chance um, on the Burnley game. Lacazette, you know, mm. should have probably scored. To be fair, yeah. Um, in the first half, and then Saka had a chance, Tierney had a chance. Um, but they weren't know. great chances, though. I mean, no, no, and because Saka last night had a couple more chances, but again, I find a lot of them are being taken on his weaker foot. Yeah, they're, um, they're, they're a bit, they're a bit half arsed, aren't they? But you know, yeah. go, you know, going back to Bernie, like I did think, I thought, you know, surely we're going to get one of these is going to go in because we were mm. sort of we were getting behind that, we were creating. You know, Minimal chances, but but we look very comfortable in the game yeah. um, until, um, you know, you know, former captain Fantastic just 
<laughs> puts mm. his hand around the throat. Is what he? Yeah. What was that about? Look, it's it's the most Xhaka incident ever, right? And it's funny because, and what I mean by the most Xhaka incident, if you could go right, sum up Granite Xhaka at Arsenal since he's joined, I could just show them that video. That was sum up Granite Xhaka for you. What have I done? But this is the most annoying part for me. And that's the, and the, him reacting to his own terrible challenge. And the bloke he strangled, I, don't, I think wasn't even trying, a, wasn't No, even he a, was trying to pull him away. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's one of those you look at and it's just, this is the, yeah. and it, it's funny you touch on this, look, and I know we're going to come on to Southampton, but these two things are so tightly linked. Like, for example, what have you seen from Granite Xhaka post that sending off? Oh, absolutely nothing. Oh, cool. Nothing. However, it took Gabriel yesterday evening, and I know, minutes. look, 20 minutes to come out, yeah, 20 minutes after the game to go, look, I'm, I'm sorry. But that's all it takes, right? Whether you mean it or not, perception yeah, is yeah. one of the most commonly used words in the world. Perception is, oh, you're sorry, look, that's all you need sometimes. But I just think this guy's done so many you know, idiotic, um, he's had so many idiotic moments in his Arsenal career where you've just got to the point. Doesn't like, learn. Doesn't learn. It's very self-centered behavior. Um, he doesn't really care about the club like we would want a player to care about. The I don't club. know what Arteta sees in him because you know I can't remember a time during his Arsenal career, like Xhaka's career, that he's actually mm. that fans have actually sort of been for him and supportive of him. Like my memory of Xhaka has always been, you know, he's very average, very you know, yep. run of the mill, mm-hmm. you know, nothing special. He's got a good shot, you know, he can whack a free kick sometimes, you know. But apart from that, that's it, you know. Put it, you know. I saw something interesting on Twitter about like, all, all the players that he's partnered with over the years. And, it, you know, and he's been with some very good players. Mm. And you think, you know, we've, we've still never been able to get a tune out of him. Um, I don't think we ever will either. Unfortunately, that's, that's the reality of it. And this is kind of, again, ties back to what we were saying about transfers. It, as a club, we need to recognise that early, that he's not going to, He's not the guy who's going to push you on, right? He's not the guy who's going to take you to the next level. We've... No, he's he's no Cesc Fabrias, is he? You know, he's he's not a creative midfielder. I don't think he's a defensive midfielder because he can't defend. He can't tackle. The amount of players he bundles over week in week out. He's so clumsy. And so when, slow. yeah, and when you want like um. You know, when you need that sort of tactical foul, you know, you see a lot of that now when people are on the break mm. and they'll foul you and it happens all the time. And it's, it's the managers tell the players to do it. You can't even do mm. that. I remember uh, no. when Wolves scored their winner, uh, you know, in, in that, when we lost 2-1, uh, I think it was, yeah, he just, he just sort of just did nothing. He tried and he, it was such a feeble attempt to, to mm. you know, try and tackle or bring the player down. And it's just like, come on, mate, you're not doing the basics yet. He gets in that team and it's it's so infuriating and I think and that's that's the message that it's sending to the rest of the players and that's the problem it's you know you hear these buzzwords all the time like oh we need to change the culture I don't really care what what culture is all I want to see is 11 lads who were paid a lot of money let's be honest yeah to yeah. go and put in a shift every week yeah. or twice a week whatever it is like go and you, you touch too comfortable you touch on it before like you know we don't Listen, we don't we don't expect to win every week. We, we, you know, it's football isn't about that. We want to see a performance. You know, we, if you if, if Arsenal lose two one, but they've literally given everything, I think you know what, fair play. You know, got no issues with that. But when you're sort of you know playing the way we do, playing the way we do, playing and sort of you know feeling sorry for ourselves, it's like no, not not acceptable, lads. You know, not acceptable. No, it's not. It's it's, it's not acceptable. Um, and it's even worse when you've got a, you know a nineteen year old Bakayo Saka 
seems to be the only lad really out there busting his balls yeah, no. every week. Every we'll, week. Come, we'll come on to that because, you know, I thought, mm. he was fanta- I thought he was fantastic last night. Um, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. so, you know, he's so young as well and he's only going to get better, you know. Um, so, you know, obviously he's going to go into Man City or, or Liverpool. <laughs> oh, don't say that. Please don't say that. We need to hold on to some sort of hope um, at this stage, mate. Jesus Christ. So, but yeah, we'll just, we'll just sort of finish off with Burnley before we, before we head on to Southampton. Um, mm. Obviously conceded the late goal. Um, and I think we all knew that moment it was done. Like, you know, I was, I think, I don't know if, I was speaking to a few people and my missus walked in and she, we just sort of cringed at the telly. She just looked at me and we just like laughed and cringed. It was literally like, it was that painful. I just laughed. I could, but I was like, I wasn't even mad. I was just like, this is so, this is just like. You know, did you know what? That's the worst bit though. That bit you've just touched on for me is, this is the worst bit for me. It's, I've got so used to seeing us be, quite frankly, shit. That when that, you know, when Orba scored the own goal, I didn't really feel anything, mate. No. Which is really, really odd. Because I've conceded goals on FIFA that I've been more <laughs> about. <laughs> Honestly, like... I was yeah. so just like, oh, and I, I just sat there and went, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're just like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's that kind of just... Yeah, you have to. You have to be in a I'm resigned to the fact that Arsenal are now diabolical. I don't Diab- want us to be. I really don't want us to be. But it's just, yeah, there you go. You're 1-0 down to Burnley. And as you know, and again, I know we're going to comment this, but I didn't watch the full game yesterday evening because I had other commitments, weirdly, in 2020 for probably the first time in my life. I bet that was very um, surreal. You'd have to tell me all about it off podcast. Uh, <laughs> what it's it like. Nothing, nothing exciting, mate. Nothing exciting. But um, <laughs> it's just one of those situations where I just... I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say because I'm just so... I'm at loss. Like, I was keeping up to, to date with um, the live blogs and stuff like that. And... It was just, look, I know we're going to come on to it, but, you know, seeing Arsenal concede to Walcott last night, and it just made me feel the exact same as, you know, Aubameyang hasn't scored since the opening game of the season. We lose 1-0. He scores the own goal. Everything that seems to happen to us is just Arsenal stuff, right? It's like sort of, you know, there's a term like Spursy. Yeah. We need yeah. our own term because, it, you know... You know, you just think, oh, that'll never happen. And it's sort of like everything that always never happened. No, that'll never happen. That'll never happen. It keeps happening. Like, Wolves hadn't won at Arsenal since, I don't know when it was, the 70s. Um, uh, Burnley, Burnley. And it's just always... Burnley never done it. All these records. I remember, you know, it, it reminds, it's very reminiscent of when David Moyes was in Man United. Uh, and they kept losing at home to all these teams who'd never won at Old Trafford. And it was uh, like, we were, and it was a great, obviously it was great for everyone else. It was hilarious, but... You know, that's happened to us now. And, you know, last yeah. night, listen, we didn't win the game, but it would have, you know, if, had we had lost, it would have been the first time ever Arsenal ever lost, you know, five in a row. So ever. You know, that's, yeah. that's one thing to be grateful for. You know, we got, we didn't lose the game and, you know, it's a small, it's a, it's, it's a small victory, you know, and it's not something yeah. to be proud of, you know, but listen, we didn't lose the game. Yeah, we didn't lose. And just to finish up on that Burnley game, then look, it's kind of one of those, like, again, I do find this, I know we keep touching on the, you know, the Southampton game that we, you know, we're going to discuss a little bit now, but it's really hard, isn't it, to to judge what you're seeing, and I'm finding it hard to judge Arteta over the last couple of games because of the sendings off, because um, that's happened in the last two games. I mean, look, you can look at the first half and say that yeah, we weren't great, 
in either of those first halves with 11 against 11. We, we always seem to come alive in that 50-minute period, don't we? That's that kind of on the hour mark. After half-time. But um, do you not think this kind of ties in? And I don't know whether you noticed this, but obviously after lockdown, one of the key things that was very noticeable to me and other people as well, because we were playing through the summer, do you remember we had the, the water the drink, breaks? The drinks breaks, yeah. I was, how, I, I, how many times did you notice that we were under the cosh for the first 20, 25 minutes? We have a water break and then all of a sudden it changed. Yeah, no. And to us a lot. And now that that's gone, it's only happening now for that 10, 15 minutes, if we can keep 11 yeah. men, that is, after half time. <laughs> no, no, you know, you, I, think you, I think you're right, mate. Um, I think, especially like the FA Cup run, you know, we needed yeah. that little break and it really helps. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's weird. We just can't go in the, in the first half. We just cannot get going. We just, and it's, all, and it's almost like, you know, second half, like shit, you know, we, we, it's 45 minutes to go, lads. We need to, you know, we've got to do something. You know, this is, I don't know. Yeah, you do, you'll know. never know. You'll never know what. Unfortunately, look, is, is... We, we've had so many conversations where we we're, we're just basically going. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I've lost the That's words. The worst bit. That is the worst bit for me as a supporter. As a you know, as a supporter of the club for for God knows our thirty years, it's it's got hard to to not know, right? Because as a fan, you always think you know. You always play. You know, if I was the manager, I would do this, this, and this, yeah, yeah. right? Or And like we touched on earlier, we're always two players away. Or you could quite easily just change minimal things in our team to make us better. Whereas now I'm looking at it going, fuck, I, got, <laughs> I haven't got a fucking clue what to do. <sighs> but that's, that's our tattoo's problem. And I don't know if that. it's as black and white as saying to the manager. You know, you get all these, especially, we, we talk about a lot, all these people on mm. Instagram and YouTube and they're like, oh, mm. yeah, on Twitter. And they're like, you know, I said this from day one, he wasn't good enough or he was good enough. Or I backed the manager in this stupid process. Mm. Listen, I don't think it's as black and white as saying the manager sat the manager because, you know, even <laughs> Leno came out, I think it was just last night or today. Yeah, he came out with some pretty uh, pointed comments, that's for he sure. He said, you know, it's not the manager. You know, the manager, it's, the, it's some it's of the play. players. And, and I think, you know, we need we need a clear out. I, I, listen, I don't know whether Arteta is the right man. I'll put that out there. I don't want to, I, don't, I, I think we need to back him for now. Do you reckon, I just think on this, we just, I know we're going to have a little talk about Arteta towards the end. Um, I think there's a lot to kind of talk about there. Yeah. But, well, you know, just quickly, what... should we quickly go through this Southampton? Okay. Game? We can um, do that. We can come back. We can come back. Yeah. Because to, to be honest, this, the Arteta in or out, we could be here all week. Uh, but yeah, we, we, we can go on to Southampton. Um, yeah. Let's get on to that then, shall we? And let's, first things first, let's start with some positives, if there are any, right? I always have to caveat it with that, that particular saying. What did you make? Of the lineup for the team uh, for the game last night, um, yeah, I think it was pretty much what we expected. It, you know, it was great to see Willian dropped. I think I think that was his, the first time this season he's, he's not started a Premier League game. Um, Amazingly, so yes, it was. Um, which I didn't even realize. I didn't know he started every game. So that you know that was that was great, and you know Lacazette as well at the team. You know, I just I think you know good because I, I think they've both been woeful. Um, not, not, nice teams and meeting Niles on the team. Yeah. Although, I'd have liked to see him mid- midfield because I think I just think he's, he, he, he's, he's tricky one, tricky one last night. And the reason I say that, and actually, do you know what? Pref- me preferably because this is a hard one to answer. Would you prefer Cedric or Maitland-Niles at right back? Right. For me, it would have been Cedric, and the, but the only reason I would want to see Cedric there is if uh, Maitland-Niles was given a chance in the centre of our midfield because we lack energy and legs. And it showed again last night. Like I, I don't think I don't think I've seen enough of Cedric to even know. I mean, he's former Southampton, right? So, mm. I, you know, 
I'm not. I, I won't pretend to be one of people who's you know, seen like a YouTube clip of someone and be like, oh yes, he's the next best thing. Um, I don't think he. By the way, I don't think he's a great, great player. I think he's. Uh, yeah, you know, I, 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 I have no. Honestly, I have no idea. I'm sure you know he's very capable. Um, but yeah, you know that's fine. You know, I think he, I think he's a safe right back. He's you know he's a mm-hmm. right back, and if we have him in there, and then we put Ains Ains in the middle, you know, I'll be I'll be fully. I'd back that, but I think mm. you know we've got our nanny and and Sabias who've, who've got a lot of minutes. You know, in, yeah, and I don't think he's going to change that. That's the problem, though. That for me, that's that's the tricky bit. Is you need to start t- going away from your safe decisions because they're not working for you. I mean, I've been really, really disappointed with Sabias so far this season, and you know I didn't what? think he was great last year either. To be perfectly honest, no, I, I remember like on the back end, sort of before. Like, say before lockdown, people were like, you know what, he, he's not up to it, he's not good enough. You know, mm. he started well and he's really heated out, but then you know, during the FA Cup run towards the back end of the last season, he he, you know, he was he was playing well, had a, had a good game in the Cup final, but he's just gone missing this season. I thought he had a good game last night. You know, he's one of the few players who gets the ball and will and will try and take people on and he'll, he'll mm. drive the ball forward. Same with like, you know, I, I really like Willock, he, he only came on for like 20 minutes, but he was trying to get round people and. It's sort of like, it's it's, it's funny how, how far we've fallen because you know the, the you know, even seeing a player sort of trying you know get past get past you know an opposition player is like wow look at him he's 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 getting he's trying to you know because I'm, I'm so used to seeing Granite Xhaka who literally you know, just, <laughs> just get pick at the ball pass yeah. it backwards slow the play down stop everything and yep. it's just like great you know fantastic whereas you know we've got at least with Tobias you know even though he has been inconsistent I think he does. He just try and get the. Yeah, ball. he does try. I don't. Um, I, don't I mean, listen. He, he, yeah, he must be half decent. Real Madrid have got him. Um, I don't know. He, true. Doesn't mean just because he's think, Real Madrid though doesn't think he's going to be great, right? I mean, look how many. Do you think they'll keep him, or do you reckon that'll be it? I think I'd be really surprised if we keep him. To be honest with you, I think, um, I think he'll be gone, and I don't think. I think gone. so. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Not at all. And I think even Real Madrid will probably ship him off to some someone else. Sort of ego, that sort of well, level. Probably Spain, be like Everton, that's the one. Maybe, oh, maybe, maybe. It's, um, that mid-table club Arsenal. <laughs> mm, right, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> mid-table. You take we're low on mid-table, mate. At this, at this minute, but I don't know. Look at one of the things that really annoys me. Um, looking through this starting lineup right now, actually, because it's I do feel that in the modern game, especially in the Premier League, the Premier League has always been known for its speed, speed of play. It's incredibly fast-paced league, right? And that's what a lot of foreign players struggle to adjust to. And what frustrates me, I just think, as a player in the Premier League, if you do not have pace, you're going to struggle. No matter how good technically you are, you're going to struggle. Because too many players now are, they're not just athletes, they're elite athletes, some of these lads, right? You look at Adama Traore, at oh, Wolves, for example. The pace of that guy, he's a tank and he's absolutely rapid. And there's a lot of players that have a pace. But if you look at our team, holding, not very quick. Um, Tierney's not the quickest. He's okay. El Nene, and he's not, and he's not, not the biggest either, is he, Tierney? Like, you look at sort of Alexander-Arnold, who's kind of, he's quite hench, and he's rips. And he... uh, Alexander-Arnold, yes. But look at, look at his Scottish compatriot at left-back, Robertson. They're very similarly built. But if you look at El Nene and Ceballos, that's your centre mid. You you know as well as I do, and you you get taught this very early. If you know games are won and lost in the centre midfield area, 
It's been a yeah. known, known fact for years. And we are so unmobile in the centre midfield area. It's it's a joke. I, I think um, we're we're all a bit surprised to see Anani come back. I think you know I certainly didn't see. No, um, you never saw that happening. No, because I I, I was I, I forgot to mention this before. Um, just really quickly, like I was actually, mm. he, he, you know, he was actually not banned from this game. Um, do you remember like what he did against Burnley when he slapped the guy in the face? <laughs> yeah, it was one of those where I do you know what. And I thought at the time, I thought the jet, I thought the ref, or if I can't remember off the top of my head if it went to VAR. I think it did. Yeah, I think it did. Yeah. I just thought they're they're giving us a little break there. Genuinely, I felt it because it was. Yeah, they felt me, sorry for us. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I honestly think they felt sorry for us. And look, it would have been a harsh red. Don't get me wrong. But how many of those have you seen since VAR where they slow it down? Oh, it just yeah. looks ten times worse. You know? Oh, absolutely. It's like not the Granit Xhaka one. To be honest with you, in real time. You wouldn't have thought much of it, right? He probably wouldn't have got sent off. But as soon as you saw a replay, yeah, yeah he's gone. I remember Tyson doing the game, I was like, he's gone. He's, he's off. Good job because you know we're so thin on on the ground in midfielders, um, and mm. we, you know we'll, we'll talk about Lucas Ferrer at the end. But um, mm. you know, listen, you know, we, uh, I just wanted to throw that in there because I, I wanted to, I forgot to mention that before. But yeah, uh, no. I agree with what you're saying. You know, we we, we are really lacking quality in, in that in that part of the field. You know, both. You know, it's so frustrating that we've got Thomas Partey, and mm. he's just he's just it's typical Arsenal. Of course, he's injured, and of course, <sighs> it's like great. Yeah. It's, it's a horrible one to look back on in hindsight, isn't it? The the Spurs game, not just obviously for the result, but you know, because of the result, makes it worse. Yeah, oh, it makes it worse. Yeah, because should never risked... should never have rushed him back. Should have just we were never going to win that game. We you know we should have just thought you know what we ain't going to chance it, and then we could have him back by now. He could have played on the he could have played on the, this weekend. He could have played last night. So when do you, do you actually even know when he is back? Because he no, just said a few games. No, I haven't... Wow, he said he said recently it would be January, and then he, played, he he tried to play against Spurs. Oh. Well, look, I hope he gets back. Yeah, I mean January's not that far away, but you know, with the busy Christmas period, it's I don't know. We need we need him back in there anyway. Because look, as much as I didn't get carried away with that United win, because I thought that was just two incredibly poor football sides playing each other that day, and we won on a penalty. Um, he did look good that game. To be perfectly honest, um, I think we all liked yeah, again what I just touched on the mobility factor. He can really get around a pitch, um, and he's got obvious quality which we haven't had in there for a long time. And then and now Nanny works well with him. Is that something that we might be able to build on when he comes back? Time will tell. Um, but there were some really good promising signs from that United game for, for Thomas Party. If you know you look you look at it, you know, do you think? You got, you got a party back, you know, you got a slacker in form. If you get Pepe playing, uh, Martinelli, you know, let's say we bring in like maybe a creative midfielder, you know, you've mm. got, you've got, you know, there's a, there's a lot of potential there. I mean, it's all ifs and buts. Um, but listen, at least we've got, you know, we've got, we have got players to come back that we can think, you know what, they are better than we've, what we've got already. Mm. What do you make of not dropping Lapizette, but it's who came in for him? What's your thoughts on just Eddie and Ketcher? Um, you know what? I like him. Mm. You know, is he? I know where this is going already. <laughs> you do, you do. You do. Very, so, listen, I like him, and I think he's a good young player. He's, yeah. you know, he's good talent, and I think I like his passion. Um, and you know, he's. He, I think he's sort of his his passion, his quality. I, I'm, I know what I want to say, but I, I, I'm trying to be able to say it. Um, okay, I'll, I'll basically, I'll put I'll, I'll put it something. He's not good enough. 
<laughs> I was going to try and guess. Safety. I was literally going to say to you, that was my next question is, okay, look, if you can't answer that, you know, the next question for me is, do you think he's the guy, not right now maybe, but maybe one or two years, he's going to take Arsenal to the next level? No. Not on his own, obviously. No. But I haven't seen, I just haven't seen anything from him as a striker that makes me, or gets me excited. I think that's no. what, as an attacker, it's the, the excitement that you can bring. I just don't get that with Eddie, unfortunately. I mean, how, how old is he? Good question. Yeah. The best way to kind of look at it is you look at someone like Tammy Abrahams, you know, who mm. is set the he's 21. 21. 21. I don't know. He's a good player. I, I like it in Kelly. I, I, can't, I mean, listen, I'd love to be wrong about it, but I, I can't see him being at the club. You know. let's, say, let's say if we get to, you know, back into the top four, you know, and mm. we are up there and, you know, we, we have, you know, we do sort of get, you know, tune out of the likes of, um, Pepe oh. and you know, Bamiang starts playing well again. You know, I, I just can't see how Eddie and K is going to fit in there because I, I think Lacazette will be gone. I, I think he'll, I think we'll get rid of him at the end of the summer. Um, yeah, same. I do, I, I do believe yeah, so. I've always liked Lacazette. It's not good enough. For me. Look, he had um, his first season was okay. His second season, obviously, got Player of the Year. Yeah, that. he. I don't know. I think, yeah, I think. I think I'm just frustrated with how poor he's been this season. How predictable his players. You know, he just he just gets in that middle of the park at number ten role and just sort of tries to hold the ball up. Usually fouls the player, and it's like it just and and when he yeah, has gives away a lot of needless fouls. Just, yeah, yeah, needless fouls. And you know what? He's can't finish for toffee. At Liverpool, like he had two chances. One of them was offside, but. Still, there was one just before that. Really poor. So, but what you know? What my point is here with like, you know, I think I think Lacazette will go, and I think I think we'll replace him with someone. I'd like you'd like to think so, and and I, and I don't think you know it, it's listen, it's all this and buts. But I think if Lacazette does go, I can't. I don't think Eddie and Katie is next in line. I, I just can't see it. You know, no. not right now. Anyway, I, I don't think you know. Let's let's say we didn't have a Bamiang. You know, would you would you entrust Eddie and Katie to lead the line? Not no, not for me. No, but for me, it's. You, you, you know, look at Palace. Is it you know, who, who have we even linked with? Um, is it Zaha they want? That you know Emery wanted. Awesome. Oh yeah, again, and they ended up with Pepe instead. Yeah. Um, so you know there are there are yeah there are, so there are there are there are yeah there are better options attacking. There's up. better options out there, but it, again, it ties back to what I said to you earlier about recognizing. Like I said with Granit Xhaka, he should have gone and been sold a couple of years ago. It's, I feel like it's, it's the same here. We're just waiting and being too kind and too soft to go. Eddie came through, and I know he came through the youth setup, which means you want to, you want him to be more successful. You want that to work, and like like we all do. I'd love it if we had, you know, all of these HLM players came through and you know stayed in the Arsenal starting eleven were top top players for the next ten years. That'd be great, right? But it's not realistic. And with Eddie and Ketchy, like what I look at here. And from the club's point of view is, you look at, was it Ryan Brewster from hmm. Liverpool? Moved to Sheffield God. United, right? For 30 million. As well. 30, 30 million. Never scored, a, never scored for Liverpool first team, I believe. And they got 30 million for him. And the buyback. I would be looking to sell Eddie and Ketcher this summer. Yeah. Because you should, as a, you know, as a club, recognise that. And I, I think we feel it. And look, if you're proved to be wrong, like, you know, I think we've been... Our decision makers, our decision making, sorry, is you know, it's hampered by previous decisions. You know, if you look at the Surgeon Abbey one in particular, I'm sure that hurts. You know, a lot of the club who watched him come through yeah. couldn't quite break into the starting eleven. Now look at it. So, but that's where you put in the buyback clauses. 
Yeah. But if you can get 30 million, and I know, look, that's a pre-COVID world, but if you can get 30 million for Ryan Brewster, you should be able to get 20, 25 million for Eddie and Ketcher with his Oh, easily. And then some, I think. I think more, you know. That's not overpaid for that. But yeah, I, I, see, yeah, you, mm-hmm. I, know, I know what you're saying. Um, mm-hmm. But you know what? You know, go, going back to uh, you know, last night, you know, mm-hmm. you know, even with that in mind, like I would, I would rather see him in the team right now than Lacazette because... You know, like, like we discussed, we don't you know, long term. I don't think he's good enough, but mm-hmm. you know, you're only as good as you know your tools. And right now, you know, who else are you going to play? You know, a lot of people ask talk about Balogun. You know, too early. This is again. This is a this is a problem that we've always had. It's and again, everyone's shit. Not everybody, but most have been really shit this this season. The season before. I was speaking to the Arsenal way on Instagram recently and he, uh, he made a really good point about saying like, you know, it's all one a good saying, you know, let's put the young guys in, but you know, you can sort of stunt their growth almost by doing that, you know, wreck their confidence by, um, you know, kind of throwing them in the deep end too soon. And yeah, that, that, that's a really good point. And I think it, it was, it, it reminds me of when, you know, we lost like uh, eight, eight to Old Trafford. Um, this is the only one time I've been, it was the only time I've ever been to Old Trafford. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> um, and I remember we kind of threw in all these young players, and mm. it was just completely. This doesn't work, yeah, and it, it just work. ruined them. It was like it was, it was just you know, and it was just like, it's sad, yeah, it's, it's like communism. You know, it's great, it's great on paper, sounds great, but mm-hmm. in truth, it doesn't work. Again, um, is it realistic? Yeah, so you know, I think as much as I'd love to see all these young lads sort of you know kind of playing them all, and you don't go wrong. Like I'd love to see them on the bench and you know coming off the bench, and you know, I think that's realistic, but. I'm not expecting to see, you know, Smith Rowe um, and, and Willock and Balogun start every week, you know. No, not necessarily start. I think you're right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to throw them in to start. But I have been, when you, and again, if you're thinking, going back to, you know, Arteta's contradictory ways, if it's a meritocracy that we're working on at the club, right, you train well, you play well, you get rewarded, which clearly hasn't been the case when you're winning, you do what you want. Um, but when you look at Balogun, it's, Coming back to what I said about Nketiah, it doesn't excite me as a striker, um, whereas Balogun has already. And again, that's because what I've been looking at for the last couple of years, you know, from an attacking point of view, has been piss poor, to say the least. Yeah. It looks more like an out-and-out number nine to me, if I'm honest. And it's, he looks more like a striker than Eddie Nketiah. I don't know why. It's just whether it's your, your mannerisms, how you carry yourself on the pitch. He just looks... Ready, not ready to start, but I do think he's ready to be included in a match day squad in the Premier League as an option. Yeah. Because, you know, if you look at the bench last night, Lacazette, not a bad option. Willian, I just generally couldn't give a shit about him, to be honest. <laughs> um, but you've got Cedric Suarez, Mustafi, David Luiz, three defenders straight away, and then Willock. There's a severe, we do every week have a pretty weak attacking option from the bench. And I would include Lacazette in that, really, yeah. at, this, at this stage. Yeah, I mean, again, on paper, it looks nice to have on the bench, but what's I mean, he done? I, 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 I thought this at half-time, you know, because, you know, we'll go, we'll get, we can get into the, into the game a bit more um, in a sec, but, like, you sort of looking at the bench thinking, you know, have we got anyone who can change this? Because, you know, we weren't playing well. Um, and Southampton were dominating us. Um, mm. You know, it, it reminded me of, it reminded me of watching Arsenal 
play someone else back in the day when we just have the ball all game, you know, when we just very, and it's very sort of, you know, it's more like a training session than a football game. And it was sort of like, you know, they were Arsenal. We were just sort of, you know, you know we're, we're at home holding on for a one-all draw. And it's like, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah. It's depressing. Know, I mean, again, you've got to take, take the red card into into effect on, on that. But again, it is a thought that pops into your mind that, like I said, you only caught the last 15, 20 minutes and it was literally a back-to-the-wall job from what I could see. But you're sat there going, well, we're down to hey, 10 men. But, you know, you, you kind of look in and think, you know, who, who can come on? Who can change this? We've got no one. So it's sort of like, well, you know, these, this 11 has got to do it because, you know, I, I don't think William or Lacazette, you know, let's say the red card didn't happen. Who knows what what, what would have changed? I, I I was glad to see Willock. It was nice to see him brought on. Um, yeah. You know, I thought he sort of, you know, gave, gives, gives us another sort of level. And like I talked about before, like, you know, he's not, he's not afraid to sort of run at people and, and try and take people on. You know, he's, he's, he, I don't think his technique's the best. You know, he, the ball sort of doesn't really stick to his boots. He's a bit, he's a bit clumsy, but, you know, um, I, think, I think, yeah, there's a, there's, there's a lot of potential there. Yeah, there is potential there. Uh, but again, he's another one where, I mean, I think he's what twenty, twenty-one as well. It's not you're not a kid. I know no. you are in 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 terms of life. You're a kid at that age. Don't get me wrong, but as a footballer, no. as a footballer, do you know what I mean? We've got, we've got a lot of players though that aren't you know like people like Nelson and Ainsley Niles. They're not that. Yeah, you know, they they're sort of they're not kids. They're not sixteen, seventeen-year-olds breaking in now. You know, mm. so you've got to sort. You think you know either use them or get rid of them. Like, well, this is this is exactly. This, I mean, you just touched on, you know, it's a nice segue into what I wanted to talk about next, and it was Maitland Niles, right? We, you know, there was strong interest in from Wolves, yeah. and I'd say others as well in the summer, and we, you know, stuck our heels in and said, "No, we want you to stay." And then I'm looking at it now, and I go, "Well, why? Really? Barely been used this season, to be honest with you." I just, yeah, just doesn't matter. Arteta has his, well, and we'll come on to this. Arteta has his sort of favourites, doesn't he? And, mm. you know, I don't think he, I, like, I, yeah, a part of me start, thought, you know, I was expecting to see Bella in and, you know, Xhaka wearing, like, you know, a Mickey Mouse mask last night on the pitch, just like, in, you know, in disguise, <laughs> a fake moustache. <laughs> yeah. Just because, you, uh, just, you might not remember this player, but I don't know what it is with Bellerin over the last number of months, but he just reminds me of a for, funny enough, now a former Southampton player, uh, Francis Benali. Do you remember this guy? Mm, He's running around that? looking like Pete Francis Benali with his moustache. <laughs> Literally, that is a spit of him, isn't it? And I'm just like, you play like him, you look like him. Do you want to be that man? But there we go. That's a blast from the past for you. But what did you make then overall of the, the performance last night? And again, like we said earlier, it's hard to kind of judge them fully uh, well you know so first first half we were you know completely outplayed like mm. uh, the Southampton pressed us and every time we got the ball we just couldn't hold on to it you know like like, like I just said like it was like what you know role reversal like you know it was like you know Arsenal of you know last season well, going back a few years where you know we, we're at home and we're dominant and they just completely dominated us um, the goal came the goal was such a sucker punch because you know even they had a lot of the ball but we looked quite comfortable and it kind of came out of nothing and I think I don't want to criticise Gabriel too much because I think you know, he's been one of our better players this season. Um, but you know, he's got I think to learn when to hold. Overcommitting like yeah. in the midfield and kind of Tierney's sort of body shape was off, and you know he couldn't kind of turn quick enough. And mm. I, we all knew Walker was going to score. It was all over. So yeah. we all knew. Um, mm. 
off subject, what's going on with his hair? <laughs> uh, I mean, you could, you could say that about a number, a number of players um, uh, lately. But what do you make of Leno in that goal uh, as well? Just out of interest. What's he meant to do? Hmm. What, what, I know, you, I get, what do you no, think? I get what you're saying. I, it's just look, it's being very picky. But I do think if you look, the finish, it's okay. It's not a great finish. To be honest one, with you, he's, he's one and one. He's one and one, but it's, his, it's Most the way he's gone down to his knees. He hasn't kept. It's like he hasn't got enough strength in his legs at that point to stay up just that fraction longer. And I, if you look how central that chip is um, to Leno, if you'd have just had his hands a bit closer together, he probably would have just blocked it. I see what you're saying. I, personally, I, I don't think there's anything you do with it. The, 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 there mm. have been times this season where he's been criticised for like not his saves, but like. When he's made a save, he isn't kind of, he's not punched the ball or mm. you know, hit the ball out. He's sort of kind of, you know, when he saves it, the, the rebound all sort of goes back in the danger area where, you know, you, you look at yeah. some of the best people around, they sort of, they will, you know, they, they will kind of parry that ball as far away from the goal. And I think that's a part of his game that he, he does struggle with. And, um, struggles with and you know, listen, I, I, we, listen, we got rid of Martinez, you know, it's, it's done, it's, mm. it's, it's water under the bridge, you know. I've moved on from it, you know. I, it was a shame to see Martinez go. Um, and I think, you know, it was a 50-50, you know. And I think whichever one we've kept, it would have been fine. But um, I think Leno is the, is the right man, um, you know. And I, and I think you look at, like, sort of, like, Leeds away, you know, where he kept in the game there. <laughs> like, yeah, no, he's, don't get me wrong, I think he's a goalkeeper. He's a fantastic goalkeeper. Like, you know, you can't, I, you can't stray away from that. Brilliant shot stopper. But to me, personally... I just think it's quite easy to be a good shop stopper at any level, to be perfectly honest. But, you know, it's this the full package that you're looking at. Maybe. Uh, It worries me. Maybe he's not, you know, how many goalkeepers in the Premier League are there, though? You know, look at this is Chelsea, their keepers, the gay is existent, you know, Loris. Loris is a good goalkeeper. You you have to hand it to him. Um, Solid, very solid goalkeeper. Top. Liverpool have had their issues with you know they've got um, Allison's class. He's class, and he's always that injured, and it's always um who's the other guy? Sure. He was he was in got Edison. Edison for Man City as well. Yeah, he's not so, bad. They're all bit. What well, yeah? What I'm trying to say is like I don't think the pre- they were any outstanding you know world class keepers in the Premier League. I think they're all very good, and I think Leno's kind of I don't think he's any better or any worse than than any of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I had a different feel in the summer, I'll be completely honest. It was, and again, I'm saying this, I used to be a goalkeeper growing up myself. So this is why I'm quite critical of goalkeepers. And it's the, the confidence I got from watching Martinez in our goal compared to the confidence I have watching Leno is, is quite staggering, to be honest with you. And I mean that from, there was an incident really early in the game yesterday, I think it was in the first 10, 15 minutes, I was watching the highlights and there was a free kick whipped in, not a great, great pace, but it, if you watch it back, Leno should be just catching that for me. Yeah. And it's this, Martinez for me had an old school trait where he just, he would, his first option or his first choice in his mind was to hold, catch and hold a ball instead of punch. He was, he's better with his feet than, than Leno as well, which helps this a little bit, I have to say. But it's that he's a presence. He's a he's an absolute unit of a man. 
Um, and it's just that commanding of crosses and not punching everything he, he prefers to catch, which is a very unusual trait in, yeah, in a modern I, I day get, goalkeeper. I get what you're saying, but I also think, mm. like, let's say we'd kept, you know, Martinez and, well, let's say we got rid of Leno, you know, as soon as, you know, Martinez makes a mistake. It's always going to be the way. Which yeah. would happen. You know, every, yeah. every, and, it, and as soon as he makes an error, it'd be like, oh, you know, we should have stood with Leno, you know, what have we yeah. done? So, yeah. yeah. That's just a, nat- just a natural thought. It's a pointless thought. It's a pointless thought, right? Like, but it's, like, don't get me wrong. I like, I think, you know, you, you look at someone like Martinez and I think he's probably, I don't, I don't know, I don't, he's the best in the league. I think that maybe Alisson, you know, and uh, mm. Loris are probably the, the top tier. But yeah. Leno, he's up there, you know, he's very good. He's up there. Very reliable. Um, mm. And, you know, coming back to what you said, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think, you know, he could have done much last night for the goal. Um I yeah, look, that's like I said. That's me being super critical. Um, <laughs> hey, that's fine. To be honest, Listen, mate, you t- it's your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, you but, tell us that. I'll, 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 yeah, <laughs> just on the um, just on the the selling of the goalkeepers, though. I'm still. I'd love to know, obviously, more behind the scenes chat, right? Like I think most of us would. I, I'm kind of not convinced, but I have a idea in my mind that the COVID transfer market forced our hand into who we could sell and who we couldn't out of those two though because one was ultimately going to go that was a fact um but for me it was i don't think anybody could have afforded leno yeah. whereas martinez was a cheaper option i think that might have forced our hand a little bit genuinely genuinely i do feel yeah, that i think, I think um, leno would come with a high price tag just much, sometimes yeah. you know, your name sort of perceived you know just, You've got a bigger name, and you might not say be the better keeper, but you know, it, it, he's sort of the more of a, the designer goalkeeper, isn't he? You know, the high end, you say, in in terms of sort of image, and you know, exactly, yeah. But it's and again, it's and again, like I say, it's just my opinion. I just feel over, as an all round goalkeeper from what I've seen, and again, don't get me wrong, Leno has had some outstanding games for us. I fully, fully can appreciate that. But it's just the all round presence of a goalkeeper is. It's massive. You know, we could have oh, kept. Oh, you could go and have Armenia, Fabianski. Dare I go on? Oh, my God. Dare I go on? Oh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, going back to the game. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, the, the first half, um, I thought, we, you know, we were so flat and it was just... Mm. And there was a few, there was a few moments we, you know, we were getting down the left side, but it was, it was very sort of, you know, just reminiscent of every home three of the season. Mm. And then second half, you know, typical halftime team talk. You know, we started well, and what a fantastic goal from from, from uh, Arsenal. And yeah, oh, how, how much love have you got for Saka? Um, uh, to be honest, with you, how much love have I got for us just scoring a goal uh, in the Premier League? To be honest, was, from open play, I was I got so excited when we scored. I was buzzing. Mm. I was I was Mrs. Was like, would you stop shouting? <laughs> I was like, it's, it's hard. It's been a while. You know, I got and it was such a nice move, and it was a good move. Great work, as you say, great, great work. From and we, we looked confident. We looked like you know, we looked like oh, we could win this. We could, t-, you know. And then, yeah. and then, yeah, then the know, same thing happens again. The same things happen, and what, what really frustrated me because I remember he got he got the yellow card for the first one, and it was like he overcommitted again, and it was in it was in such a you know middle of the middle of the park. And there was no danger. You know, why are you going in like that? There's no need to go in like that there. And well, it, I'll just answer... Sorry, I'm sorry to cut across you, actually, but I'll answer, I'll ask, you know, answer that question with another question. Why is he going into that, that middle area? It, what's in the middle area for us? Touches on what we've spoken about already, yeah. really. There's such a... 
such a lack of our midfield. There's always a massive gap in there. He's probably going in there because no one else is. No. And, you know, I think that's why people, like, I think if it, if it was like, listen, we're all a bit fickle. I think if it was Granite Jack last night, we'd, it would be a massive shitstorm. Um, but because it's someone who's played well and people actually like, we are a bit, you know, we're hypocritical, you know, we're a bit more like, oh, wow, that's fine, you know. Um, but, you know, you, you touch on a good point, but even so, he's in that area, it's a silly foul, he shouldn't pick up the first yellow. Like, Tobias got a yellow card last night for, like, throwing the ball down. Yeah, again, that's that's another problem with the, the rain at the minute, isn't it? It's just lack it, of... Just, mm. You're so, it's, you know, you, went, you, you pick up on booking, it's so dangerous then. Like, and... You know, if you've gone in for a 50-50 and you've clattered someone, you get a yellow, fair play. But if you're mm. doing something very cynical and just so necessary, and then the second yellow, you know, just... For, for me, he, 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 yeah, you've got to drop off there. You know, if you give him a few yards... Yeah, I think he's going to learn. You know, the fact... He's got to position him wrong, you know, but I don't want to criticise him too much because he has been one of our only shining lights this season. And, and I think he's... Yeah, he's been... He's had a great start to his Arsenal career from his personal point of view, right? Everything else out, out the window, but from a, he's settled in quite well. Um, he's played very well. He's had player of the month a couple of times. And I thought but Rob yeah. well with him. I mean, Rob Holding gets a lot of criticism and you know, once, mm. you know, he's another one I think, you know, I think it's probably, probably better off getting, bringing in someone new and fresh. But yeah, the two of them together, you know, aren't, aren't the worst, you know, pair in, in, in the world, you know, they're, they're not, they're not that, you know, we're not, we don't leak as many goals. Um, you know, we're not as vulnerable at the back of those two. Mm. Um, so it's, but, interesting, you know, it's interesting to see what we do with that defence in January. It's just going to be interesting to see what we do in January full stop, actually. Well, I think for, for the defence, I think it'll be summer. And I think you know, Louise will be gone. I think Callum Chambers is going to be gone. I think Bellerin could go. Um, you know, but you've got you've got a huge potential there. You know, you've got Leno. You, you, you look at Leno. You have got Tierney. You got Gabriel. Maybe maybe you put like you know, Ains McNeil's right back. You bring in another centre half. Do you know what's crazy though? You're chatting about bringing in another centre half. Yet we've got one that we haven't even used yet. We don't even know what he's like. That's the cra- the craziest transfer for me. Yeah, William, Sa- William Saliba. Yeah. Bananas. Absolute bananas. <laughs> that is. It came. There was there was talk with Dave Medi, wasn't there? Talking about. Was it Eddie or Watera? So they, they, he wasn't mm. ready and they were looking to loan him out. <sighs> At least try him in Europe. I don't know. It's, 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 yeah, it makes, that makes no sense for me if, if, you, if you can register Miguel Aziz. It's all smoke. In the Europa League. Yeah, look, Miguel Aziz is supposed to be a you know, good upcoming talent. But for everything that I read and listened to when we, when we signed Saliba, because it, you know, there was a massive hype around that signing, right? Yeah. Massive money put down for an 18-year-old at the time. And everything I, I listened to was, this guy's good. Like, he's red. Like, he was playing, you know, French first-tier football. That's... No, absolutely. Not, and yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it's, that's what I don't understand. But, you know, um, I guess, I, I just think it's, I think it's, it's, an, it's one of those things that's, this season, it's a write-off. You know, we're not going to see him this season and that's that. Where you we don't like, reckon we'll see him at all? We don't, you don't reckon we'll see him? I don't think... I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe oh. it depends. You know, it all depends who our manager is. If if Arteta stays, I don't think so. If if we bring someone new in, then you know, um, who knows? It's anyone's guess. Um, yeah, yeah. Go, going back to last night, you know, I think you know, the red card. It did. You know, it just was like another. You know, 
massive error and it cost us really and you know just another minutes, hindrance yeah southampton sort of we had to dig in deep and it was it was just sad you know like it's, it just shows how far we've fallen like you know there we are arsenal football club at home against no no disrespect to southampton but you're southampton you know mm. not not even in the same ballpark as arsenal in terms of size you know mm. and we're there holding on for our life, dear lives and it's like fucking hell guys to stop yeah to stop um, the rot Really, but you know, um, listen, you know, there was there was a reaction on social media last night. All the players came out, you know, which usually it frustrates me because I think, you know what, I'm, I don't want to see it online. I want to see it on the pitch. But listen, yeah, it's they, know it's good, they know it's not good. You know, I feel like people have stopped even taking the piss in the moment. It's sort of just like oh whatever. It's Thank sort God. of yesterday's news because it's like after about five six weeks, you're like oh yeah, that's Arsenal. It's yeah. not. It's funny, but it's sort of not like you know, it's relevant. Almost. It's, it's kind of beyond funny at this point now. I mean, look, it is a case of you either laugh or cry at this stage. What but, you, know, you look at it and think, listen, if we get, let's say hypothetically speaking, you win your next two. Yeah, you, know, you, you get a few wins. You could be right. You can pull yourself into the top 10. It's it that is. close. Well, that's that's football in generally, right? It's or in general. But this sorry, season, this season, like Man United, for, for how you know people say Man United have been awful. You know, if they win their two games in hand, I think they're joint top. Or you know thereabouts. That, that, that's how open it is. Yeah, it, it is nice. Yeah, see, when you look at the league table, and you look at it's, it's actually incredibly tight, as you say. However, we're a little bit out of that at the moment because if you look at us now, like Newcastle yeah. got a game a game ahead of uh, sorry, game in hand on us, and they're already three points ahead of us. Um, so it's, it's, it's close though. I, I, I feel, listen. I don't think we're going to go down. Um, just I don't think we'll go down. Um, and I think we will. We, we, I think we, we will win games, and we will pull away. I don't think we're going to be in the top four. Not a chance. I don't think we'll even. No, we'd be lucky if we made Europe. Europe. So we didn't technically make the Europe place last year, if you remember. We only. No, I'd happily not make Europa League. I'm sick of these Sunday games. I'd welcome three o'clock games. And people who say, "Oh, well, you know, we need Europe to attract players," I don't think Arsenal do. Arsenal, are a massive club. Players will come and play for Arsenal every day of the week. No, the only reason I think it's important again. Um, it's money and unfortunately qualifying for Europe whether you like it or not I was happy to qualify for two reasons last year one it meant that Tottenham had to go through the qualifiers that was automatically qualifying. <laughs> yeah that was fun but it's, it's the monetary aspect without that money if we didn't qualify for Europe we would not have Thomas Party. to my knowledge right the Cronkers sure. still could have stepped in with but that money you say yeah. that but you know he, he, he had Champions League football with, with um, Atletico yeah, he's coming no. to us. So I, I definitely, I personally feel Arsenal have got that pulling power. You know, we still, regardless yeah. of whether you know, we're not, we're not the elite team we were five, six, no. ten years ago. No. But we're still, we're still one of the big, biggest teams in Europe, like biggest. Clubs. I agree with you. We, we would have the pulling power with or without Europa League football, right? But there's we're, we're the reason is it's, it's the, the money. It's, it's, it's qualifying for Europe. It's getting the money that you get from qualifying for Europe. But then it's a case of, I actually like having it there to use as looking at talent, future talent that we have at the club, right? I'd like to, you know, this season, I don't care about the Europa League. All I wanted to see in the, in the group qualifiers was put the youth team out there. Let's see who else we've got on the fringes, the under-23s, who, what players are coming through. Give them a chance. We'll and to his, got... to his credit, he's done that. And, you know, it's been, you know, it's been our only source of enjoyment this season. You know, we've, We've scored, yeah, quite, we've scored quite free flowing in in Europe. <laughs> it's yeah, well, luckily, I've place we can score. Sure, I think Jesus. But when I was watching the Burnley game, I think I even sent a tweet out saying, "When's the Europa League back?" Because it's <laughs> you know it's, it's been the only really enjoyable football 
that we've been playing. And look, again, I'm not here as a glory hunter. I'm not here to say, I don't, I don't watch Arsenal for us just to win every game. Like, it's just unrealistic. But we've just, again, been so poor to watch. Even a neutral would look at us and say we're awful to watch. Oh, it's, um, it's, it's, it's just so tedious, isn't it? And, and it's so, vo- like, we're so void of ideas. You know, mm-hmm. we look so nervous in that final third. And, you know, I was watching Liverpool last night and the way they flick the ball around and just, just, just the fast movement and the runs. And there's, there's just so much going on. And, like, you know, they'll play a ball that you didn't even see, see coming. Like, you're like, how, you know, where this, how, they, how they pick that out? And it's, it's so fast and free-floating. They're just taking risks. And it, it, we, just, we, just, oh, we just haven't got any of that right now. And no. yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a long time to get to there, you know. But, listen, you know, you're... you're if we, if we get some right, if we get some, if we get some players into the team, you know, we spend some. We, we have to buy a creative midfielder, someone who can make things happen. Mm. You know, and and I think we, if we could bring someone in who can maybe raise raise everyone else's game around you, you know, you're only as good as the players around you. And I think there's too many players right now just you know aren't cutting the mustard, who aren't too comfortable, know, we, too comfortable. They're getting picked every week. They're, yeah, they get they, like does Willian really care about Arsenal? He can give a shit. He doesn't care. Lacazette, Lacazette knows the club wanted to sell him. You know, mm. in a club where he knows they want to get rid of them, and I think, you know, there, there definitely is an issue behind the behind the scenes with the attitude of certain players, and there's definitely yeah. a divide. And I think the sooner that you know we can sort of get rid of these players, the better. Um, and you know, we we need to sort of get rid of, you know, we just need a, a completely new squad. I feel not well. Not, You're not, not far off. Like, not far off, right? Let's be honest. Like I don't. I mean, I don't mean literally, but like you know, we just need like kind of key positions. Like, like I'm happy to have Alneni back because you know he was gone under. The, he wasn't really there for the, the Unai Emery year, and mm-hmm. for me that is is it's sort of coming. You know, I think I like. I, I, yeah, I think he, he's not the best, but you know, I like what he does, and I think mm. at least he, yeah, you can see he's having a go. <laughs> he's you know he's he's trying. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. good he, energy he, out of him as well. Not, he's not. He's, he's not necessarily the best player, but. Mm. I'd say he's a trier, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's a good trier. God loves a trier. We all love a trier. We love the effort. I'd rather see that than Willie and this one walking around the pitch. Ah, oh, the bloke just looks he's so disinterested in in life. To be honest with you, guys. But, you know, it's, it's again, it's funny how quick we are to jump on stuff or overreact. And again, watching, you know, going all the way back to the first game of the season, I, I know he got two assists that day, but. One was a corner. One was a shot, wasn't it? I think so. But yeah, I didn't see anything that day which made me think, oh, we've got, how, why have Chelsea let us have him? I, I didn't see it. I haven't oh, no. seen well, A good um, friend of mine is a Chelsea fan and he uh, he really rates William. And he's like, he couldn't believe. Mm. Uh, so I, was, I was talking to him recently about, because he doesn't really follow the Arsenal games and he, I was saying, no, he's been, he's been, I said he's been woeful and he's very unpopular and, I think, you know, I think I was on the fence when he came. A part of me was like, oh, you know, it's another, you know, kind of Chelsea reject. He's very old. Why are we giving him this stupid contract? But at the same time, I was like, you know what? Got some experience. He knows what he's doing. He could be really good. And it's not worked out. So, no, look, is it, I think all of us as fans will try and justify certain moves to ourselves so we feel good about them, right? Um, and again, I think I did the same with William. Was I excited by it? Not really. Could it before, obviously, and again, looking back, with what I've seen so far, I question myself, but I could understand what we were trying to do. I guess he'll sell but, some shirts. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Wow. Well, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think I've shirts. seen anyone with Willian on the back of their shirt. But... sell shirts in Brazil, aren't they? With, uh, <laughs> yeah. Have we got Martinez to do that? Jesus yeah. Christ. But, Any, anyway, really... let's, um, 
Oh, go on. Oh, no, that's fine. Let's move on. I don't really want to talk about it. I was going to say, uh, yeah, let's kind of uh, looking ahead, Everton, um, Saturday. Saturday kickoff. Unbelievable. Yeah. I'm very yeah. excited. What a time to be alive. It's still not three o'clock, but I'll take a half five on a Saturday. I, you know, I like half Half five's good. It means I can go out for mm. breakfast, you know, do some leisurely tasks and then uh, come back and ruin my evening. <laughs> and then ruin your full Sunday instead of just so we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up soon um, but let's mm. kind of quickly go into it um, are you confident do you think we can get a result or are you, are you, can you see a defeat this is and only... unfortunately ah, Jesus Christ it's so hard isn't it to be optimistic about the Arsenal at the minute um, Everton are one of those sides where they kind of remind me of us in in those early Emirates years um, you're not yeah. 100% sure what you're going to get um, they've been very good in aspects of this season, but they've also had some quite poor results. And you know they beat Leicester yesterday in the evening good away from now. home. That's really a good, good win, two 0 So I think it'll help us going away from home. To be honest, I think at home, I think we're better away. It's a hard one to judge, isn't it? Really, because usually it'd be crowd influence home and away. But this actually, they will have supporters there actually support, at the weekend. Yeah. They will I, I think that in te- in, I think that actually ha- probably does help the both teams because you know you want to stick it to the you want to yeah. stick it to the home fans yeah you've got something to get kind of get your teeth into listen you know I don't think, if I took money on it you know I think I think I think we'll I think we'll get something from the game I think I think we'll get a draw I really do I think you know mm. we've got to start with there's got to be a point where we we start to, we turn a corner and I think <sighs> I don't know. I don't think it's, it's hard to know. Isn't it's it? so yeah. hard. I, they've got some very good players, and like Calvert Lewin. Um, who's that guy, the creative midfielder, who came over? They're number ten. Who they got in the summer. Uh, that's a good question. He's quite. What, who am I thinking uh, of? Do you know what I mean? The guy. No, I, let's just have a look, shall we? I think I know who you're on about. I'm not 100 percent sure. No, Everton's uh, number ten is Guilfi Sigurdsson. I'm thinking of like not Richardson. Uh, he's like the Spaniard. Andre Gomez. No, they got another. Let's just have a look. Let's have a look. Goalkeepers. I mean, at least they've got Jordan Pickford. I think. <laughs> Are you talking about no, not Alan? No, 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 no. He's no, no, none of them. Richardson. No. Sure, we've got Alex no, Iwobi's no, story against this. Number 19, there you go. James Rodriguez. Oh, he's, is he still injured? I'm not I sure. I think, he's, I, didn't know. I think he's out injured, but it doesn't matter. I think, you know what? We're going to go and do, we're going to, we're just going to go and do the most Arsenal thing this weekend on Saturday night. Alex is going to step up to another uh, performance. <laughs> he's so, I, I literally can't ever remember him. We, we got a great deal for, unbelievable. Um, and unbelievable. Uh, Phil Walker. I was, you know, I was listening to, uh, the Tuesday podcast a few months ago, and they, mm. they 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 had someone write in and say that um, from from an Everton podcast saying like they, they often were like criticising how bad they were. <laughs> so I don't think I, I don't yeah. think they're that popular up there either. I mean, you know, we can we can we yeah we can be nice about Fear Walker, but let's be fair. Like he was never you know the player oh, look, we wanted him to be was it you know he was. He this was very, is the thing. It's this is the thing. It was recognising he's not the guy to take you on. Take the money. Take yeah. the money from now. Move on. Yeah. We did. You know, that was that was a few. That was actually good business. Um, but going back to the game, you know, listen. I think it's such an open game. Ever since the start of the season, everyone talks about how they were going to win the league, and you know, they they sort of lost a few games. And it's so open this season. I don't think I'm not worried defensively. I think defensively we're okay. 
you know, mm-hmm. we don't shit many goals apart from Villa. I just think, you know, going in front of goal, you know, we've, we've just got to hope that, you know, that Saka and Aubameyang has a good game. I really want to see Pepe, you know, Pepe just his... Take the step up, isn't it? A little bit more. Step yeah. up, man. Like, yes, like even last night, just, it was nice to see him back in the team, but it just doesn't do enough. And I think, come on, like, you, you know, he's definitely a talented lad. Mm. So, you know, listen, we'll, we'll see Unfortunately, how we do you think he, Liz, do you think he's done enough to warrant a starting eleven? I'd rather, see, the... I'd rather see him than, than William. Of course you would. Is he's... Martinelli is Martinelli fit? I mean, he's, he's in training. Or... He, he, I think he had a run out. He had a 45 minutes I'd with probably, the under 21 last week. Towards the end of last week, I think he had a, a game with the under 21. So he's close. He's close. He's close, uh, which yeah. is good. Um, I can't wait to see him back. And that's it's funny we we forget about him. To be honest with you, he's you know we're, there we were talking about uh, Nketiah or Balogun. Why not Martinelli when he's when he's fit? Yeah, no, Martinelli. I'd t- definitely take him for the middle. Um, that sounds really wrong. <laughs> I'd definitely take him for the middle. Yeah, you would. Uh, yeah. yeah, but no, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think him and him and Yang, You know, maybe, maybe an old school four four two. Saka on the left, Pepe on the right, Bamyang mm. on the top, and then um, Partey and uh, Sabias in the middle. It's no, eventually, it's eventually, yeah. You've got to make the most of, the, of what you got. Yeah. We will do when they're all fit and available anyway, hopefully. Yeah. I don't think it's all doom and gloom. You know, you've got to take it for what it is. You know, it's, it's only a sport. It's, bit, it's like people say to Jesus. me, you, know, you shouldn't get upset with football. And I'm like, you have no, you have no idea. <laughs> you have... Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's hard for people who don't follow football to explain it to someone because it is just a game. I get that. But it, you know it's, I mean? it's like we talked about, I'm saying, like when people talk about Arsenal. It's football, a, but it's nice. Know. It's a lifelong commitment. People forget that, right? It's people go, you know, it's really hard to watch Arsenal right now. And it's, if anything, actually, I don't, I haven't enjoyed watching us at all this season. No. Full stop. But I keep doing it. I know what I'm sitting down and I know pretty much how the games are going to go. Like a hangover, you know, you don't, you don't like, like a hangover, but you, you're going to go out on the weekend and get pissed. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll just suffer the consequences the following day, whereas watching Literally. Arsenal, you're suffering yes. the consequences just of life. Just suck it up. But yeah, I think, look, we'll probably call it a day here, shall we? I think we were going to talk around, you know, Arteta. Yeah, let's, 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 let's put that, uh, let's kind of put on the back seat. Put it on hold for now because it's a hard one. Let's pick it up. Listen, let's pick it up next week and we can talk about Arteta and Everton and hopefully, you know, we might have something to cheer about or (laughs) we, maybe we'll just do like a net, if we lose the game, maybe we could just do like a Netflix review or something or, you know, we can discuss. Yeah, we just stop reviewing documentaries and our, fa- our favorite uh, Christmas movies, or something. <laughs> okay, okay, that's that'll be a good one. Can't wait for that. Definitely, we're definitely enticing in listeners to come back to listen to episode two. There, by the sounds of it. Yeah. No. But there we no, go. But good. look, let's catch up then after the Everton game. Oh mate, well thank you. It's been it's been emotional. Uh, thank you for nice anyone who's, who's listened to us and they've actually got to this point. Um, mm-hmm. We appreciate it. This is this is like we said at the start. This is episode one of one. So it's going to take we us a while. We appreciate times. Times are hard for all of us. Yeah. So you know if, if we can help you get through it, because trust me, we're right there with you. It's it's tough right now. It's tough. Nice one. All right, mate. Over and out. Yeah. All the best, and we'll see, see you mate. after the Everton game. Yeah. See you, mate. Bye. Bye.